be impossible, Charlie said. Megan laughed. Do you care? I don't have a key, Charlie said, refusing to answer the question. Do you? You don't need a key, Charlie. Those windows on the porch aren't even locked. Or the locks rotted away and are useless. We can get in and have the locks replaced. She'll have us arrested. Her dying daughter? And her unemployed and homeless daughter? You're not dying. And I'm not exactly homeless. I'm just going to rent out my house so I can come and be with you. You are unemployed. That's just for now, she said. I'm going to be with you until you turn a corner and start to get better. Stronger, which you will. At the lake, Megan said. Oh, jeez. Admit it, you're dying to go back. To the scene of the crime, so to speak. We might figure out a few things. What's there to figure out? Charlene asked. It was the perfect storm. Bunny drowned. I was already in trouble, even if I didn't know it. Uncle Roy was down to his hundredth second chance and blew town, and Mother and Aunt Joe weren't speaking. When they couldn't help each other through the darkness, the rest of the family went down like dominoes. All precipitated by Bunny's accident? Meg sounded doubtful. There was other stuff going on, or else Mother would have accepted whatever comfort Aunt Joe could give. They were so close. Joe didn't have much to give just then, Charlie said. Her husband ran off, leaving her penniless and heartbroken. Mother seemed to blame Aunt Joe. Mother has always found a handy person to blame. All of us kids struggled as a result, but I've made my peace with it. We were a completely dysfunctional family that, God forbid, should get help. Charlie had often wondered how they could have been saved from such utter disaster. It was obvious what went wrong. Poor little bunny, gone. But it remained a mystery how everything could go as wrong as it had. That was probably why she'd been so successful in the talk show business. That search for answers. She'd had a San Francisco-based television talk show for a dozen years. And since she'd studied journalism and psychology, she'd favored guests who had insights into dysfunctional people and relationships. It had been a very popular show. And it was now canceled. I want to go back, Meg said. I want to see if I remember. There it is, Charlie thought. Everyone in the family had their own response to Bunny's sudden death, and Megan's was to forget. Most of that last summer at the lake didn't happen in her mind. She had been only 15 at the time. The doctor called it a nervous breakdown and completely understandable, given the circumstances. They hospitalized and medicated her. She didn't stay in the hospital long, then came home and seemed her old self with one exception, she couldn't remember almost a year of her life. Pieces came back over time, but it wasn't talked about. The Berkey Hempstead family was very good at not talking about things. Do you think if you go back to the lake for a while, it'll all come flooding back after 27 years? No, Meg said. I think I'll remember the golden days of summers there. I think I'll remember what a happy childhood we had, for the most part. 
I think it will be healing. So relaxing and healthy. I want to hear the ducks, the boats on the lake, the children at the camp down the road, the naughty teenagers partying across the lake in that cove. Surely that's still there, the cove. Charlene remembered partying on the beach at the cove around the bend from the lodge. She'd been all of 16. Hopefully someone built a great big house there, she said, or a parking lot. I hope it's not very changed. That's what you really want, Charlie asked. It's all I want. Charlie knew she had no choice because you don't deny your only sister who has cancer anything. I'll have to go there, she said. Certainly things will have to be done to make it civilized. I'll have to make sure the house is habitable. I should tell Michael our plans, talk with Eric.